This is DZFE's Maestro Filipino, a focus for music with a connection to home. For this edition, I'm Daniel. In 2019, soprano Ena Maria Aldicoa was in Europe, delivering art songs in Baden-Baden as the artist-in-residence of the Brahms House and in Bialystok. You may remember our earlier features on those events, but that is not the extent of her 2019 European campaign. Capping her tour is a performance of Johann Sebastian Bach's Weihnachtsoratorium at the St. Peter and Paul Parish Church in Hofheim am Taunus. While Bach's music is excellent wherever it may be heard, performing it in Germany, in the presence and company of Germans, is a simply celestial experience. So Aldikoa tells us, who also says that her experience remains as vivid for her today as it did two years ago. Today, we take part in that recollection, as Aldikoa took time off her busy schedule to tell us of the background of that event, of her experience performing in Hofheim, of Bach's celestial Christmas cantata, and even of news from the Art Song Academy that she directs with her husband, Tom Frinta. At the vanguard of our interview, Aldikoa talks about her invitation from Hans-Georg de Change. When I was studying in Germany in 2011, he asked me to sing the solo part of the Brahms Requiem in the same church under the same concert series. I got introduced to him because of my husband. My husband is a good friend of the conductor, Hans-Georg de Change. And so it started from that. And then he heard me and he saw how I was making music. And he also attended my art song recitals. And since then, he always think of me before inviting other sopranos. So he would always ask me first. And then if I say, or if it's possible with my time, then that's it. So that was starting 2011 Brahms Requiem. And then what followed was Mozart, Exultate Jubilate, and the soprano part of the Beethoven Mass in C major, and then the Mendelssohn Paulus, the Oratorio, and the Weihnachts Oratorio. This invitation happened in time also when I had to fly to Europe to do the concerts at the Brahms House as artist in residence, and also to do a recital in Poland, in Białystok, with a Polish pianist. The exciting thing about it was that the Weihnachts Auditorium was sold out days before the performance. This Weihnachts Auditorium is within the concert series of Hofheim, and that is in cooperation with the chamber choir. They call it Kammerchor Hofheim, and also the church choirs of the church, the St. Peter and Paul. Yearly, Weihnachts Oratorium is always performed. It signals the beautiful Christmas season, and a lot of people are really looking forward to it. Bach wrote this oratorio for the 1734 to 1735 Christmas season in Leipzig. This was performed in two churches, 
St. Thomas and St. Nicholas. It incorporates actually music from his earlier works. Years before that, he was already writing Christmas cantatas and other works, and he used them in this oratorio. One could say that this is a very sophisticated example of parody music, where existing music was used for another one. One could see that the texts are perfectly fitting the music. The one who wrote the text is anonymous, but people say that maybe he actually collaborated with Christian Friedrich Henrici to make sure that the text will be aligned with the music. That normally happens when you use an old music for a new one or an old text for a new one, then there will be changes. Like it may not fit the line of the melody, the, the text, so there has to be adjustments made. The Vinas Oratorium is in six parts. This stems from the liturgical calendar of the German Reformation. There are major feast days of the Christmas period, and each part is very well connected to the feasts that are happening within that season. The first part is used for Christmas Day itself, so it describes the birth of Jesus. And the second part is done on the 26th of December, and it is on the Annunciation to the Shepherds. And then December 27, this is the third part. It is on the adoration of the shepherds. And then the fourth part, which you will feature, is on New Year's Day. So this is talking about the circumcision and naming of Jesus. And the fifth part is happening on the first Sunday after New Year. And this is describing the journey of the Magi. And the sixth part is the Epiphany. This is the adoration of the Magi. When this was first performed, it was done in both churches. The first part was performed in the morning. Can you imagine doing an oratorio of that magnitude in the morning? I mean, I would think an afternoon performance would be acceptable for singers and instrumentalists, but in the morning... <laughs> It would be split performed like first performance in the Zang Thomas or St. Thomas. And then in the afternoon, it would be performed in the St. Nicholas Church. But the entire oratorium was completely performed at the St. Nicholas Church. The beautiful thing about this is it is exceptional in a sense that it contains hymns that could not be traced that would have existed before it appeared on Bach's oratorio. The key that he chose had something to do also with the nature of the parts, like he used D major, that is a key of triumph. Wort, mein Jesu 
Thank you. 
From part 4 of Johann Sebastian Bach's Weihnachtsoratorium, the recitatives Und da acht Tage um Waren and Emmanuel, O süßes Wert, the Arioso, Jesu du mein liebestes Leben, and the aria Flüst mein Heiland, Flüst dein Namen. We heard soprano Anna Maria Aldecoa, tenor Rolf Zostmann, and bass Hans Georg de Change, and the Hochheimer Kammerorchester under Matthias Braun. We continue with our interview. I have performed with Hans Georg, of course, and Rolf Sostmann. Uh, Rolf Sostmann is a fantastic tenor. And Hans Georg Deschamps as a conductor, and he is a very fine bass and a very fine organist. We already know each other even before, so we have chemistry. There was only one rehearsal. This chemistry made it easier for everybody to just make music as if we were rehearsing countless times already before. When I entered the church for the rehearsal and I heard the timpani doing the tran, because the, the, the Vinas Oratorium opens with this very glorious timpani roll and then it goes to the orchestra and then the choir says, yaltset, frolocket. It's so thunderous in the church, that effect. And then it's like, really a very festive celebration of the life of the birth of Christ. It had a very deep impact on me, seeing the Germans doing it, and then making music with them, particularly because it's their life, it's their culture, it's their sound. It sounded so magnificent that at some point I was really speechless, and I just felt so thankful that I am there, and I was given the gift of singing the soprano part. To sing in a church that's filled with people, like literally no seats vacant, that's even more affirming. It felt that the performance had a complete cycle, like we were there bearing the beautiful message on the birth of Jesus Christ and this wonderful gift to humanity. And then you have people reacting to it, really. And it's almost like a dual meditation, like meditation of us who were performing and people meditating on the birth and this wonderful gift of Christ. When I recall that, I have still this intense feeling how it was when I was there. Even the acoustics, like how the reverberation of the voice, how the entire sound would mix inside the church, it remains in my ears, in my memory. It's just fantastic. It's just wonderful. I always feel very grateful as a Filipino soprano to be given this chance to sing a very colossal work. After performances, when people come to me and they would say, oh, you made me weep for joy, or they would thank me 
they would even go, we bless you for your beautiful angelic voice and thank you that we have somebody from the Philippines who could ask that, like this beautiful message. That's what I treasure. These things are, you cannot even describe in words when they happen, like their reaction after the performance. How is your Art Song Academy doing, especially now that we've been two years into the pandemic? We continue to coach singers and violinists, and we are focused more on those two. Also piano. So we have prepared graduates for auditions abroad. And one is going to Regensburg for studies in church music. One is now in Germany preparing for the actual audition for violin. We keep this small number of students who are very dedicated, very dedicated. And we do have one who got honorable mention in Namsia in voice. We are also preparing her for serious studies in art songs. My husband, he has tremendous repertoire in opera, so he takes care of coaching in presentation and diction. So it's a beautiful work between me and my husband. If need be, we have teachers, violinists from Frankfurt who are taking care of the technical aspects of violin playing. We are also coaching one soprano of Philippine magical singers expanding her repertoire and also improving on her technique. And I see beautiful results. Our main focus is to prepare students who are auditioning for further studies abroad. So most of them, the very serious ones, mm -hmm. have graduated from schools and they come to us for coaching. We do have also piano students who are from other professions. I have one student who is a professor at the AIM and one who is a graduate of business and math in the U.S., but they play beautiful music. It is growing, but as of now, we only take what we can. We have one student who is based in Shanghai, so now with online teaching, things are possible. But of course, nothing would compare to in-person classes. Mm -hmm. 
We close this program of Maestro Filipino to the final course of the fourth part of Johann Sebastian Bach's Weihnachtsoratorium BWV 248. Performing are the Hofheimer Kameko and the Singekreis Peter und Paul Hochheim and the Hochheimer Kammerorchester under Matthias Braun. Earlier, we heard today's guest, soprano Ena Maria Aldikoa, along with tenor Rolf Zostmann and bass Hans-Georg Deschange. All the recordings we heard today were taken from the 2019 performance of Bach's Weihnachtsoratorium at the St. Peter and Paul Parish Church in Hofheim am Taunus. The recording can be found on the Laureate Concert Group channel on Vimeo. That's all for this Maestro Filipino, DZFE's weekly feature for fine music in our locale. Each episode airs Saturday at 4 in the afternoon, the following Monday at 12 midnight, and lastly the next Thursday at noon. Maestro Filipino episodes are uploaded every week on our SoundCloud and Spotify channels. Once more, this is Daniel. Thank you for listening.